Good morning, everyone. That was Maverick City Music, Heal Our Land, Come and Move, featuring Joel Barnes and Marianne J. George. So I just wanted to share that so that way y'all can find that music if you'd like to. I was just reading the comments here. We're talking about chicky chickies. I met a gentleman Saturday while I was getting chicken feed who had... um a dog that had got into his chickens and ate or killed um, six of them. He had 10 and three had already, a cat had gotten three. So now he's down to like one or two chickens. And so I will be incubating him 10. Um, I was going to sell him some of my hens, my laying hens, but um, I told him, you know, I was, I was asking $25 each, which for a laying hen that's established laying that's, you know, a year old, that's, to me, that's not very bad. I actually thought that was kind of a little underpriced, but, um, he wants to get, I think 10, 10 chicks is what he said. So, I mean, it would have been pricey for him, you know, and I get that. Um, so I'm going to do some chicks for him. And we'll be incubating those on Wednesday because he wants to get them. He's on disability or Social Security or something. And so he gets paid on the 3rd. So that's when he's going to pick them up. So I'll be starting my baby soon. I'm excited. I love chicks. See, Ryan's got three chicks that are going to hatch in about three days. That's awesome, brother. Tell your sweet wife, Angie, I said hello. Wendy, Ryan, Emily, it's so great to see you, you guys, well, you gentlemen and ladies here. Um, it's been, you know, a little bit since I've been able to be on here consistency, on consistently, and so uh, I'm glad to be back, guys. I'm just glad to be, I'm so happy to be back. I'm feeling better, and, um, you know, still got some issues, but hey, you know what? God is here. He's with me, and he's going to be with all of us. So, I think it's going to be a great day. Um, this morning, we are going to dive into Isaiah. Um, we left off last week, Isaiah chapter 6. Today, we're going to start Isaiah chapter 7. Before we do, though, there's a lot um, of uh, evil crap going on. And... The Sam Smith stuff, you know, last Thursday I did the transgender on knickknacks. If you've missed it, go listen to it. Um, it's it's really about, you know, the transgender movement in the world. Not just America, but all over. And Sam Smith is one that I was going to touch on. There was so much, though, I couldn't get everything in there. Sam Smith has a new video out. Um it's not the one they did at the Grammys last night. I don't suggest watching it. If you want to, fine. Um, I wouldn't. But, uh, which I've already seen it, unfortunately. The name of the song is I'm Not Here to Make Friends. And in this song, it's, it's completely disgusting. Because he's sitting there and there's perverse acts. There's... Imitations of people peeing out at him, and he's just like bathing in it. I mean, there's not just like one or two, there's like several, and it's really gross. And then I saw, I woke up and I saw on Twitter 
Marjorie Taylor Greene um, was talking about this. That the Grammys featured Sam Smith's demonic performance and was sponsored by Pfizer. She says, and the satanic church now has an abortion clinic in New Mexico that requires its patients to perform a satanic ritual before services. And in that uh, thread on Twitter, she links an article to the post-millennial about the satanic, satanic uh, temple has created a telehealth abortion clinic in New Mexico called Samuel Alito's Mom's Satanic Abortion Clinic. And that's where they have to undergo the religious rituals before um, they have the abortions performed, which is, I mean, it's awful. They named the mother, uh, they named the site after Justice Samuel Alito's mother because in 1950, Samuel Alito's mother did not have options and look what happened. Of course, she had him. It says that the Satanic Temple has created a telehealth abortion clinic in New Mexico called Samuel Alito's Mom's Satanic Abortion Clinic that will provide abortion, including inducing drugs, to anyone who completes their satanic religious ritual, a health screening, and a virtual appointment. According to the clinic's website, Samuel Alito's Mom's Satanic Abortion Clinic is an online clinic that provides religious medication abortion care. The clinic provides abortion medication via mail to those in New Mexico who wish to perform the Satanic Temple's ritual, religious abortion ritual. The first step for a person to get an abortion through the Satanic Temple is to speak aloud the rich, religious relig, ritual. Sorry about that. I'm getting all tongue-tied here. God doesn't even want me to say all this. Um, according to the Telehealth Abortion Clinic's website, the ritual consists solely of spoken words. TST's abortion ritual is exclusively verbal. It is meant to provide vocal affirmation and comfort to those obtaining an abortion. The oral ritual includes the recitation of the Satanic Temple's third and fourth tenets. If the abortion seeker speaks the incantation according to the website and their Patreon, that person then completes a confidential screening and virtual appointment. Afterwards, they can have their abortion-inducing drugs sent to the clinic's pharmacy partner who will mail the medications in a discreet package. The Satanic Abortion Service costs $90, and their clinic will have patient hotlines open 24-7. And the, um, the director of campaign says, this is just the beginning. Guys, this is, it goes further. Um, I will leave the link in the article for the article. I think I put it in knickknacks already on Telegram. It's um, t.me slash Nikki's Knacks. Uh, I did not link the article, but I'll put it in there um, right now, actually. So that way, if y'all want to see it, you can. If you want to read it, you can. But we are under some serious attack. And people that doesn't think that, that words matter or that our words don't have power are wrong. Because to spell is to cast a spell. So our words are types of spells, whether they're good or bad, you know. So I wanted to start off today with the armor of God. I want to, before we get into Isaiah, I just want to put on our armor, get it all on, you know. We shouldn't be taking it off, but if you ain't got it on, we're going to put it on right now. We're going to shine that stuff up 
And we're going to get on with this because Satan ain't got no power here. We ain't letting no evil get in our way. We're going to, we're children of God and we are going to save our children and this country for Jesus. So, Psalm 91. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fort, fortress, my God in whom I trust. For it is he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you may seek refuge. His faithfulness is a shield of bulwark. You will not be afraid of the terror by night or the arrow that flies by day. Of the pestilence that stalks in darkness or of the destruction that lays waste at noon. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not approach you. You will only look on with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. For you have made the Lord my refuge, even the Most High your dwelling place. No evil will befall you, nor will any plague come near your tent. For he will give his angels charge concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will bear you up in their hands, lest you strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you will trample down. Because he has loved me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him securely on high because he has known my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With a long life, I will satisfy him and let my and let him behold my salvation. Guys, we are going to, uh, that wasn't the armor, sorry. But this is awesome. And I just wanted to read that for y'all. Now, let's dive into Isaiah 7. And we're just going to invite God to come in here. I'm going to pray real fast. Father God, thank you for giving us the space to worship you, to learn more about you, and to get closer to you. God, I ask that you come into this fellowship with us. For those that are here now and those that are going to listen later, just be with us, Father. Guide us. Give us the discernment that we need. Lord, I pray that you give me the correct words to say and that I not lead anyone astray that everything be said in your name and to glorify you, that nothing that I do or say is because of me, but only because of the words that you give me to help worship you and to help others, Father God, because all the glory belongs to you and only you. It's just all that we do is just to glorify your name, just like Isaiah said, here I am, send me, Father. God, send us. We are here. Send us. Send your army of Christian warriors. We're ready to fight. We're ready to take down this dark evil, to take a hold of our country, our children, our values, our morals, and our principles. We will not allow, I know you will not allow, and therefore we will not allow any of this evil to come into our homes, into our lives, and into our minds and thoughts, Father God, because we know that with you, harm us nothing can can touch us so father we ask for your protection your guidance and your clarity in jesus name i pray amen good morning sharbers good morning jason good morning sting i was just seeing the new ones that just come in
All right, so Isaiah 7 is the war um, against Jerusalem. Now it came about in the days of Ahaz, the son of Jotham, the son of Uzziah, king of Judah, that Rezin, the king of Aram, and Hecham, Pekah, the son of Ramali, Ramalah, gosh, these words are going to get me tongue-tied bad today, guys. Sorry about that. King of Israel went up to Jerusalem to wage war against it, but could not conquer it. All right, Jason, be safe. Good morning, Little Red. When it was reported to the house of David, saying, "There, the Armenians have camped in Ephraim, his heart and the heart of his people shook as the trees of the forest shake with wind. Then the Lord said to Isaiah, Go out now to meet Ahaz, you and your son, Shir Jashub, at the end of the conduit of the upper pool on the highway to the fuller's field. And say to him, Take care and be calm. Have no fear and do not be faint-hearted because of these two stubs of smoldering firebrands on account of the fierce anger of Rezan and Aram and the son of Ramallah. Because Aram with Ephraim and the son of Ramallah has planned evil against you, saying, let us go up against Judah and terrorize it and make for ourselves a breach in its walls and set up the son of Tabiel as king in the midst of it. Thus says the Lord God, it shall not stand, nor shall it come to pass. For the head of Aram is Damascus and the head of Damascus is Rezin. Now within another 65 years, Ephraim will be shattered so that it is no longer a people. And the head of Ephraim is Samaria, and the head of Samaria is the son of Ramallah. If you will not believe, you surely shall not lie. Then the Lord spoke again to Ahaz, saying, Ask a sign for yourself from the Lord your God. Make it deep as Sheol, or high as, the hev as, or high as heaven. And I recall Sheol is the place of hell that's the place of darkness and you see it's saying as deep as sheol so hell is very deep some say that it could be the center of the earth um because you know the center the cores of the earth is very very hot um you know from what we're told and i've seen several different diagrams i've talked to several different um people that do agree even people who have studied um, scriptures for a long time have also spoke of this. So, and I've got some pretty good diagrams that I can put in knickknacks. So again, that's telegram t.me slash Nikki's N-I-K-K-I-S N-A-K-S for Nikki's Snacks. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, nor will I test the Lord. Then he said, listen now, O house of David. Is it too slight a thing for you to try the patience of men, that you will try the patience of my God as well? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she, she will call his name Emmanuel. 
He will eat curds and honey at the time he knows enough to refuse evil and choose good. Since Matthew first applied this verse to the virginal conception of Jesus in Matthew 1.23, it has been one of the key passages in the Christian collection of Old Testament prophecies of Jesus. So effective were the early Christians in using this verse and a few others from the subsequent, the Greek Old Testament originally done by the Jews in Egypt, that the Jews found it necessary to modify the translation and even produce another Greek Old Testament. Matthew applied it to Jesus on the basis of an interpretive principle, which saw another Greek Old Testament, oh, sorry, which saw equally God-given deeper meanings for Old Testament passages. In the context of the 8th century BC, Isaiah was offering Judah's king Ahaz a sign of encouragement and perhaps even of punishment should he not act on faith. Ahaz was concerned with pressure being put on him by Rezin of Damascus and Pekah of Israel. So he wanted to appeal for help from tiglath Pileser III of Assyria. That's in 2 Kings 16, 5-7. Isaiah directed Ahaz to trust the Lord, trust in the Lord, not in a foreign king, and offered him a sign of God's help. A woman was to conceive and bear a son, whom she would name Emmanuel, which means God with us. While the child was still young, the crisis would end. Whether or not the woman was a virgin when she conceived had nothing to do with the sign to Ahaz. The sign was in the meaning of the, the boy's name and in how... Soon the problem would be over, as indicated by his young age. Ahaz did not heed Isaiah's words and appealed to the Assyrian king, plundering the temple and his own treasury to pay for his help in 2 Kings 16, 7, 8. Tiglath Pileser defeated Damascus and killed Rezin in 2 Kings 16, 9. In 732 BC, he captured and exiled northern Israel and Pekah was assassinated, 2 Kings 15, 30. God had already determined to, uh, to solve Ahaz's problem, but Ahaz foolishly took matters into his own, own hands and paid dearly for it. Since Matthew's use of this passage was based on the Greek Old Testament, not the Hebrew, and since he was deriving a deeper meaning than the one at the historical level which applied to Isaiah's day, whether the Hebrew word in Isaiah 7.14 should be translated young woman or virgin has no real bearing on the issue of Jesus' virgin birth. Matthew settled the question by choosing to follow a translation which made his virgin birth explicit. Isaiah 7.16 for before the boy will know enough to refuse evil and choose good, the land whose two kings you dread will be forsaken. The Lord will bring on you, on your people and on your father's house, such days as, has, as have never come since the day that Ephraim separated from Judah, the king of Assyria. And it will come about in that day that the Lord will whistle for the fly that is in the remotest part of the rivers of Egypt, and for the bee that is in the land of Assyria. And they will all come and settle on the steep ravines, on the ledges of the cliffs, on all the thorn bushes, and on all the watering places. In that day, the Lord will shave with a razor 
hired from, from regions beyond the Euphrates, that is, with the king of Assyria, the head and the hair of the legs, and it will also remove the beard. Now it will come about in that day that a man may keep alive a heifer and a pair of sheep. And it will happen that because of the abundance of the milk produced, he will eat curds. For everyone that is left within the land will eat curds and honey. And it will come about in that day that every place where there used to be a thousand vines valued at a thousand shekels of silver will become briars and thorns. People will come there with bows and arrows because all the land will be briars and thorns. And as for all the hills which used to be cultivated with the hoe, you will not go there for fear of briars and thorns, but they will become in place for pasturing oxen and for sheep to trample. Isaiah 8. Then the Lord said to me, Take for yourself a large tablet and write on it in ordinary letters. Swift is the booty. Speedy is the prey. And I will take to myself faithful witnesses for testimony, Uriah the priest and Zechariah the son of Jeberiah. I can never say that one right. Sorry. So I approached the prophetess and she conceived and gave birth to his son. Then the Lord said to me, name him Meher Shalal Hashabaz. For before the boy knows how to cry out, my father or my mother, the wealth of Damascus and the spoil of Samaria will be carried away before the king of Assyria. And again, the Lord spoke to me further saying, Inasmuch as these people have rejected the gently flowing waters of Shah and rejoice in Rezin and the son of Ramallah. Now, therefore, behold, the Lord is about to bring on them the strong and abundant waters of the Euphrates, even the king of Assyria and all his glory. And it will rise up over all, the ch all its channels and go over all its banks. Scholars are divided on whether the child in this sign is the same as the preceding chapter um, for 7, 14 to 16 about Jesus or Emmanuel. There are several similarities between the two, but the differences suggest that probably two validating the sign ahead of time or two different children were involved. In this case, the child is Isaiah's own. Isaiah took the precaution of validating the sign ahead of time. The prophetic sign was in the name of the child, Mahar Meir Shalal Hashbaz, which means the spool seeds, speeds, the prey hastens. Indicating the fate of Damascus and Samaria. Isaiah's other son, Shir Jashub, also bore a prophetic name, meaning a remnant will return. And that's Isaiah 7, 3. Uh, Isaiah 8, 8. Then it will sweep on into Judah. It will overflow and pass through. It will reach even to the neck. And the, the spread of its wings will fill the breath of your land, O Emmanuel. Ahaz refused to heed Isaiah's two signs, so in this oracle, the consequences are spelled out. The words, even to the neck, probably refer to the fact that when Sennacherib 
and that's S-E-N-N-A-C-H-E-R-I-B, devastated Judah in 701 B.C. Jerusalem herself did not fall. Isaiah 8-9. Be broken, O peoples, and be shattered, and give ear all remote places of the earth. Gird yourselves, yet be shattered. Gird yourselves, yet be shattered. Devise a plan, but it will be thwarted. State a proposal, but it will not stand. For God is with us. For thus the Lord spoke to me with mighty power and instructed me not to walk in the way of his of this people, saying, You are not to say it is a conspiracy in regard to all that this people could call a conspiracy. And you are not to fear what they fear or be in dread of it. It is the Lord of hosts whom you shall regard as holy, and he shall be your fear, and he shall be your dread. Then he shall become a sanctuary. But to both the houses of Israel, a stone to strike and a rock to stumble over, and a snare and a trap for the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and many will stumble over them. Then they will fall and be broken. They will even be snared and caught. Bind up the testimony, seal the law among my disciples. And I will wait for the Lord who is hiding his face from the house of Jacob. I will even look eagerly for him. Um, so for 814, this is a group of three stone passages, which are seen in various combinations in the New Testament as prophecies of Jesus. Um, there's also Isaiah 28, 16 and Psalms 118. 22. Jesus himself used them to refer to the Jewish leaders who had rejected him in Matthew 21, 42, Mark 12, 10, and um, 11, and Luke 20, 17. Peter, addressing some of the same group, employed one of the verses to explain who Jesus was in Acts 4, 11, and later he connected all three with the fact that Christians are living stones in a spiritual house, 1 Peter 2, 6 through 8. Paul referred to the two passages to give the reason why the Jews, as a rule, as a rule, missed out on the righteousness, but many Gentiles did not in Romans 9.33. Significantly, the one referred to in Isaiah 8.14 is Yahweh, Jehovah. So the application of Jesus of an Old Testament passage, which refers to Yahweh, is evidence of the fact that the earlier Christians regarded Jesus as part of the Godhead, not simply as a man. Isaiah 8.18 Behold, I and the children whom the Lord has given me are for signs and wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts who dwells on Mount Zion. And when they say to you, consult the mediums and the spiritualists who whisper and mutter, should not a people consult, consult their God? Should they consult the dead on behalf of the living? To the law and to the testimony, if they do not speak according to this word, it is because they have no dawn. And they will pass through the land hard-pressed and famished, yet it does not so intend nor does it plan so in its heart, but rather it is its purpose to destroy and to cut off many nations. For it says, are not my princes all kings? 
is not Kellner like Kirkhamish or Hamath like Arpad or Samaria like Damascus. As my hand has reached to the kingdoms of the idols, whose graven images were greater than those of Jerusalem and Samaria, shall I not do to Jerusalem and her images, just as I have done to Samaria and her idols? So it will be that when, on the, when the Lord has completed all his work on Mount Zion and on Jerusalem, he will say, I will punish the fruit of the arrogant heart of the king of Assyria and the pomp of his haughtiness. For he has said, by the power of my hand and by my wisdom, I did this. For I have understanding and I removed the boundaries of the peoples and plundered their treasures. And like a mighty man, I brought down their inhabitants. And my hand reached to the riches of the peoples like a nest. And as one gathers abandoned eggs, I gathered all the earth. And there was not one that flapped its wings, wing or chirped or opened its beak, or chirped. Is the axe to boast itself over the one who chops with it? Is the saw to exalt itself over the one who wields it? That would be like a club wielding those who lift it, or like a rod lifting him who is not wood. Therefore, the Lord, the God of hosts, will send a wasting disease among his stout warriors, And under his glory, a fire will be kindled like a burning flame. And the light of Israel will become a fire and his holy one a flame. And it will burn and devour his thorns and his briars in a single day. And he will destroy the glory of his forest and of his fruitful garden, both soul and body. And it will be as when a sick man wastes away and the rest of the trees of his forest will be so small in number that a child could write them down. Eight twenty. Wait, how did I do that? I'm s okay, so when I turned the page earlier, I just totally like skipped over several chapters. That went into ten. Instead of continuing at eight. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Guess God wanted us to hurt. hear about that, huh? Okay, back to eight. And it should have been 821. I'm sorry, guys. When I turned the page, it just, it, it turned, it two stuck together. And they will pass through the land hard-pressed and famished. And it will turn out that when they are hungry, they will be enraged and curse their king and their God as they face upward. Then they will look to the earth and behold, distress and darkness, the gloom of anguish, and they will be driven away into darkness. Now, Isaiah chapter 9. <laughs> yeah, we get bonus prizes, guys. Sorry, guys. Birth and reign of the Prince of Peace. But there will be no more gloom. For her who was in anguish. In earlier times, he treated the land of Zebulun and the land of Nathali with contempt. But later on, he shall make it glorious by the way of the sea on the other side of Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Those who live in a dark land, the light will shine on them. 
Thou shalt multiply the nation. Thou shalt increase their gladness. They will be glad in thy presence, as with the gladness of harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For thou shalt break the yoke of their burden and the staff on their shoulders. The rod of their oppressor, as at the battle of Midian. For every boot of the booted warrior in the battle tumult, and cloak rolled in the blood, will be for burning fuel for the fire. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness, from then on and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. Amen. 9-8. The Lord sends a message against Jacob, and it falls on Israel, and all the people know it. That is, Ephraim, the inhabitants of Samaria. Asserting in pride and in arrogance of the heart, the bricks have fallen down, but we will rebuild with smooth stones. The sycamores have been cut down, but we will replace them with cedars. Therefore, the Lord raises against them adversaries from resin and spurs their enemies on. The Armenians on the east and the Philistines on the west. And they devour Israel with gaping jaws. In spite of all this, his anger does not turn away. And his hand is still stretched out. Yet the people do not turn back to him who struck them, nor do they seek the Lord of hosts. So the Lord cuts off head and tail from Israel, both palm branch and bulrush in a single day. The head is the elder and honorable man, and the prophet who teaches falsehood is the tail. For those who guide this people are leading them astray, and those who are guided by them are brought to confusion. Therefore, the Lord does not take pleasure in their young men, nor does he have pity on their orphans or their widows. For every one of them is godless and an evildoer, and every mouth is speaking foolishness. In spite of all this, his anger does not turn away, and his hand is still stretched out. For wickedness burns like a fire, it consumes briars and thorns. It even sets the thickets of forest aflame, and they roll upward in a column of smoke. By the fury of the Lord of hosts, the land is burned up, and the people are like fuel for the fire. No man spares his brother. And they slice off what is on the right hand, but are still hungry. And they eat what is on the left hand, but they are not satisfied. Each of them eats the flesh of his own arm. Manasseh devours Ephraim and Ephraim Manasseh. And together they are against Judah. In spite of all this, his anger does not turn away and his hand is still stretched out. You know, he's, it's, it's repetitive there. And it's telling us that, you know, even though all of that evil stuff, his hand's still stretched out, you know, he's, he's still there. He's, he's not turned away. His hand stretched out. And he's just like, Hey, repent, seek me, seek my face.
Isaiah 10. Now we're in chapter 10. Assyria is God's instrument. Woe to those who enact evil statutes and to those who constantly record unjust decisions so as to deprive the needy of justice and rob the poor of my people of their rights. In order that widows may, may be their spoil and that they may plunder the orphans. Now what will you do in the day of punishment and in the devastation which will come from afar? To whom will you flee for help? And where will you leave your wealth? Nothing remains but to crouch among the captives, captives or fall among the slain. In spite of all this, his anger does not turn away. And his hand is still stretched out. Woe to Assyria, the rod of my anger and the staff in whose hands is my indignation. I send it against the godless nation and commission it against the people of my fury to capture booty and to seize plunder and to trample them down like mud in the streets. Yet it does not so intend, nor does it plan so in its heart, but rather it is its purpose to destroy and to cut off many nations. For it says, Are not my princes all kings? Is not Kalno like Karamesh, or Hamath like Arpad, or Samaria like Damascus? As my hand has reached to the kingdoms of the idols, whose graven images were greater than those of Jerusalem and Samaria, shall I not do to Jerusalem and her images just as I have done to Samaria and her idols? So it will be that when the Lord has completed all his work on Mount Zion and on Jerusalem, he will say, I will punish the fruit of the arrogant heart of the king of Assyria and the pomp of his haughtiness. For he has said, by the power of my hand and by my wisdom, I did this. For I have understanding and I removed the boundaries of the peoples and plundered their treasures. And like a mighty man, I brought down their inhabitants. And my hand reached to the riches of the people like a nest. And as one gathers abandoned eggs, I gathered all the earth. And there was not one that flapped its wings or opened its beak or chirped. Is the axe to boast itself over the one who chops with it? Is the saw to exalt itself over the one who wields it? That it would, that would be like a club wielding those who lift it, or like a rod lifting him who is not wood. Therefore, the Lord, the God of hosts, will send a wasting disease among his stout warriors. And under his glory, a fire will be kindled like a burning flame. And the light of Israel will become a fire and his holy one a flame. And it will burn and devour his thorns and his briars in a single day. And he will destroy the glory of his forest and of his fruitful garden, both soul and body. And it will be as when a sick man wastes away and the rest of the trees of his forest will be so small in number that a child could write them down. 1020, a remnant will return. Now it came about in that day that the remnant of Israel and those of the house of Jacob who have escaped will never again rely on the one who struck them, but will truly rely on the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. A remnant will return, the remnant of Jacob, to the mighty God. For through your people, O Israel, 
For though your people, O Israel, may be like the sand of the sea, only a remnant within them will return. A destruction is determined, overflowing with righteousness. For complete destruction, one that is decreed, the Lord God of hosts will execute in the midst of the whole land. Therefore, thus says the Lord God of hosts, O my people who dwell in Zion, do not fear the Assyrian who strikes you with the rod and lifts up his staff against you the way Egypt did. For in a very little while, my indignation against you will be spent and my anger will be directed to their destruction. And the Lord of hosts will arouse a scourge against him like the slaughter of Midian at the rock of Oreb and his staff will be over the sea and he will lift it up the way he did in Egypt. So it will be in that day that his burden will be removed from your shoulders and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be broken because of fatness. He has come against Aeth. He has passed through Migran. At Michmash, he deposited his baggage. They have gone through the pass, saying, Jeba will be our lodging place. Ramah is terrified, and Gibeah of Saul has fled away. Cry aloud with your voice, O daughter of Galeam. Pay attention, Lysha, and wretched Enoth. Enothoth. Madmina has fled. The inhabitants of Gibam have sought refuge. Yet today he will halt, halt at Nob. He shakes his fist at the mountain of the daughter of Zion, the hill of Jerusalem. Behold, the Lord, the God of hosts, will lop off the bows with, terrible, with a terrible crash. Those also who are tall in statue, stature will be cut down, and those who are lofty abased. And he will cut down the thickets of the forest with iron axe. And Lebanon will fall by the mighty one. Okay, I think we got time to get through Isaiah 11. But that may be where we stop. Um, if y'all have got prayer requests, go ahead and be thinking about any prayer requests you may have. And you can go ahead and put them in the chat. Because once we finish, I think once we finish 11, we'll stop. Then a shoot will spring from the stem of Jesse, and, the, and a branch from his roots will bear fruit. And the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and strength, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. And he will not judge by what his eyes see, nor make a decision by what his ears hear. But with righteousness, he will judge the poor and decide with fairness for the afflicted of the earth. And he will strike the earth with, his, with the rod of his mouth. And with the breath of his lips, he will slay the wicked. Also, righteousness will be the belt about his loins and faithfulness the belt about his waist. And the wolf will dwell with the lamb, and the leopard will lie down with the kid, and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together. And a little boy will lead them, and the cow and the bear will graze. Their young will lie down together. And the lion will eat straw like the ox, and the nursing child will play by the hole of the cobra. And the weaned child will put his hand on the viper's den. They will not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, 
For the earth would be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters covered the sea. Then it will come about in that day that the nations will resort to the root of Jesse, who will stand as a signal for his for the peoples, and his resting place will be glorious. Then it will happen on that day that the Lord will again recover the second time with his hand, the remnant of his people who will remain from Assyria, Egypt, Pathros, Cush, Elam, Shinar, and Shinar, Hamath, and from the, excuse me, and from the islands of the sea. And he will lift up a standard for the nations and will assemble the banished ones of Israel and will gather the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. Then the jealousy of Ephraim will depart and those who harass Judah will be cut off. Ephraim will not be jealous of Judah and Judah will not harass Ephraim. And they will swoop down on the slopes of the Philistines on the west. Together they will plunder the sons of the east. They will possess Edom and Moab. And the sons of Ammon will be subject to them. And the Lord will utterly destroy the tongue of the sea of Egypt. And he will wave his hand over the river. With his scorching wind he will strike it into the seven streams. And make men walk over dry shod. And there will be a highway from Assyria for the remnant of his for the remnant of his people who will be left, just as there was for Israel in the day that they came up out of the land of Egypt. And that's where we will close. So today we covered Isaiah seven through twelve, and this is coming from the NASB nineteen seventy seven Bible on. Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern, we will pick up um, with the next chapter, guys. Um, as long as everything goes well, I don't see no reason why not. Tonight on next, I've asked Angie to come on with me. I'm not sure if she's had a chance to look at my message yet or not. Um, but I have asked Angie to be on with me tonight. If not, then we'll do something on scripture um, at... 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And I do that on Monday and Thursday. Yeah, I figured she was at work. So she'll when she takes lunch, she'll probably see it and message me back. I'm going to uh, mute it for a second. I need to get something to drink. Clear my throat, guys. All right, I was reading through the prayer request. Anybody got any more prayer requests they need to add? All right, don't bow your heads with me. Close your eyes. If you're driving, please stop. Close your eyes. Be careful. God understands. I'm sure I can't speak for him, but 
I feel in my heart of hearts that he appreciates our praying. And when I'm driving and I'm praying, I don't close my eyes either. So, Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to worship you together in this space. And to get closer to the scriptures, to to really get to know um, Isaiah better and the words of Isaiah better. To understand the signs of the Messiah that was coming and to really see the beauty and wonders of Jesus. It's amazing. Father, we've got so many people in need. And I just asked for some some prayers for unspoken prayer requests for our brother Jason Bollerman. And I pray for Duncan. We pray for him and living in the crew as they get going back tonight on Kilted Christian. Father, I just I, I pray that they they have a smooth restart, that there's no internet issues, no Podbean issues, and that you just speak through that episode and that podcast, Father God, and just lead and guide them as as they discuss whatever Duncan's got on for tonight and and just be with them, Father God. For Wednesday 17's brother, just for him to see clearer. For Emily, who's got a procedure Thursday morning. For all of our brothers and sisters here and that are not here in the live chat, Father God, I just lift them up, that you bless them, that you be with them, and that you meet all of their needs as you always do, Father God. We, we praise you and we thank you. For so many blessings that you've given us, all of them are just so mighty and so wonderful, Father God, that I know and we know that regardless, we may not have a penny to our name, but that doesn't matter because as we've seen with Jesus, you meet our needs and you make sure that we have what we need. We just have to seek you. So, Father God, I pray that everyone here... Uh, before they make any decisions or when they go about their day, that they seek you first, Father. That that instead of asking others, that they ask you and then they can discuss with others, Father. I'm the same way. I I, I, I am reactive, Father, and, and just speak what's on my mind, and that's how you made me. But I also want to consult you, Father, to seek your guidance before... I go seeking the guidance of others. So help guide me there, Father, and help guide the rest of us that may need that um, guidance. Just be with us and, and help us there. For our children, Father God, I, I pray that you deliver them from this evil, that you deliver the justice that you've promised, and that you rescue them because we know you love each child so much. All of these innocent children need to be saved and rescued and and punishment come to those who deserve it father so i pray for your justice and for your wisdom in this time and and seeing so much destruction and evil father it's easy to get get distracted and discouraged but because because we're reminded by the blood of Jesus, by all of the wonderful miracles that he did and that you did, that we know our, our Savior is here 
and that we're not of this world. We're just here for a little bit. So help, help guide us while we're in this, this world, God, and, and just keep us, keep our eyes clear, keep our ears sharp to where we could hear and just keep our focus, Father, keep our, our faith strong. And, and if somebody is down or if they're just sick, like our sister Jazzy, Father, lift her up. Uh, heal her. I pray for healing for so, so many because you are our ultimate healer, Father. And and I thank you for that. So, so just heal those that need this healing and use this to glorify your name, Father. In this name I pray, amen. All right, guys, I got us a song that came on at church yesterday, and I absolutely love it. I've heard it before. Y'all heard it before. Um, I'll get the, I'll type the title in if y'all need it. I'm pretty sure y'all probably know it. Though. Shawbird, thank you, Charlotte, for the flowers. Mary, I don't know if you meant to do that, darling, but I I sent the invite in case you did. I don't know if you meant to do the call in or not, or just hit the button. Yes, me too. I love We the Kingdom. And this, guys, um, for those of y'all that are not in live chat, this is We the Kingdom, Holy Water.
right, guys. Well, that's wraps up today's session. And I will be back this evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. 4 p.m. Pacific. So, Wendy, you've got eagles around. Eagles or hawks? Catch me on Telegram, um, Wendy. And we'll, uh, I'll see what I can help you out with on that, okay? Thanks, everybody, for being here and for just tuning in, sharing, and I, I appreciate all of the support and the love and everything else. Cole, you getting in some extra hours, brother. Ah, that's why. I was wondering. Y'all guys have a wonderful, blessed day. I'll see y'all. Um, we've got Bended Knee at 4 p.m. Eastern. And then I'll be back at 7 Eastern. And I'll see y'all then. Y'all have a wonderful, blessed day. Love you guys.